0: coming up on reframed this week's special guest which is graham Innes, and today we'll be discussing the peanut butter falcon
1: Uh, i love the name i love all the south american oh you know southern american stuff in the movie it's awesome the accents and
0: almost for a second was like oh no they're gonna fall into a trap here
2: and i have nothing much but praise with this film i thought it was i thought it was quite genuinely um genuinely a nice film
0: So welcome back, everyone, to Reframed, the podcast that reframes how disability is portrayed in film and TV. I'm your host, Jason Climo, and today I have the wonderful Stephanie Dower with me as my co-host, along with this week's special guest, which is Graeme Innes. And today we'll be discussing The Peanut Butter Falcon, which is a very interesting film. Um, and I'm very excited to get stuck into analysing that one. But before we do, let's learn a bit more about Graham.
1: Sure. Well, I was a commissioner at the Human Rights Commission for about 10 years. And uh, after that, I have become a um, a consultant and a company director. So I now sit on about four or five different boards of uh, organisations, for-purpose organisations. And when I left the commission, I realised that um, the major barrier that people with disabilities experienced in Australia... Was the attitude barrier? So um, I and a few other people founded Attitude Foundation, uh, which, of course, um, having made the perspective shift series, um, is is uh, making the the uh, reframed podcast uh, with uh, you two and and Robin, and uh, it's in my podcast app of choice, uh, one of my favourite podcasts. <laughs> I
0: think he said you were maybe our number one fan.
1: Oh, well, I'm certainly a fan. There's no doubt about that.
0: We love it.
2: It's always nice to talk to a fan. Um, uh, (laughs) um, Graham, do you want to just talk a bit about, we, we were talking just before, the two of us, and can you just sort of share your thoughts on what representation in things like film and television actually do to combat that attitude barrier that you were talking about?
1: Well, you cannot be what you cannot see. And so um, if we're not seeing people with disabilities uh, on screens, on our, on our smart uh, screens or on our television screens or movie screens, uh, then we're not getting a true picture of the whole population. And so I think it's critical. Uh, i think it's critical uh, to people with disabilities getting jobs uh being able to participate uh, and interact in the community uh, and to full inclusion so uh, we have to get better representation on screens and um, i think four uh, percent currently is the screen australia um, uh, numbers and they've done the research on it and that just sucks in terms of uh, uh, in terms of what the real population numbers are between around 21 percent.
0: Yeah. And I guess on that, like I, I've heard you talk a lot about percentages and, and quotas is something that I wanted to ask you about. Is is quotas something that you feel is a, a good way to reform the industry, like all of our creative industries in terms of becoming more inclusive and representing people with disability?
1: I'm careful Jason not to use the word quotas not because there's anything wrong with the word but because of the pejorative meaning that it's uh, that it's now um, obt- um, you know received so um, quotas uh, are, t- are viewed negatively because you know we have to get a certain percentage of people whether it's women or people with disabilities or people from different cultural backgrounds uh, I use the word targets um, and my target is, uh, 21% because that's where we sit in the population uh, so um, but I'm I'm very convinced that if we don't set targets uh, we, won't, uh, we won't move the, the needle on this at all because um, we haven't really, uh, with a few uh, small exceptions, set targets for employment of people with disabilities and the unemployment gap between people with disabilities and the general population uh, sits at 30%. We are 30% less employed than uh, the general population and that gap has not changed in three decades. So it's yeah. quite clear to me that the only thing that works is targets yeah
0: absolutely
2: i think that's so important i think it's it's about language isn't it? it's about here we go reframing how we <laughs> think about that you know a quota sounds like something that we have to do we're forced to do Whereas mm. a target mm. is something we can aspire to something we can we can reach for
1: well um yeah and not just aspire to but want to do and um and so we, in business, everywhere else, we set targets. You know, it is, um, there's ethical reasons. It's just the right thing to do, to include all um, members of the community. And um, it's the right thing for a range of reasons. Firstly, because the, uh, a fully inclusive community will be a stronger community because everyone's participating. Everyone's putting in. There are, there are no barriers. And um, what it will do is move um, people with disabilities and others off welfare and into paying tax. So we'll actually build the economy. And, you know, when you go to a, a function, whether it's a barbecue or a Christmas party uh, or a, a cocktail function, the first question people ask you is, what do you do? So we rate people by their jobs and the fact that they have jobs. So if we've got a 30% uh, jobs gap, as I've described, then uh, there's significant social disadvantage for people with disabilities as well as economic disadvantage. So um, inclusion means everyone wins. Yeah,
0: mm. absolutely. So
1: true. I love that.
0: Was there anything else you wanted to uh, school us on before we move on? I feel like you're <laughs> just such a beacon of knowledge that I'm like, we need to just share as much as we possibly can.
1: <laughs> oh, you're very generous, Jason. Um, <laughs> look, I I, um, I I certainly want to raise some issues as we talk about the, uh, the movie. Uh, no doubt okay. we'll talk more about... Um, uh, inclusion and and stuff like that. I also want to raise the question of audio description um, because you know um, it's the reason I don't watch that many movies. Um, because um, m- most movies or many movies are not audio described. Yeah. And as we um, as we get to talk about uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, um, what I plan to do, because I, I couldn't watch it with audio description, I couldn't find audio description for the movie. Um, and what I would normally do is then watch it with someone else and get them to fill in the gaps. I yeah. chose not to do that this time, and I want to share those gaps with you.
2: So The Peanut Butter Falcon uh, came out in 2019 in cinemas here in Australia. And it is an adventure drama that tells the story of Zach, who is a young man living with Down syndrome or Trisomy 21. Um, He's living in a residential nursing home over in America. And he has an obsession, a dream to become a professional wrestler and has an idol and he sets out on this, basically he escapes from this nursing home and sets out on this n- nomad's adventure uh, who he teams up with uh, Shia LaBeouf, Um, And uh, the two of them embark on this adventure to find this idol wrestler that Zach has. And um, it's what the classic bunny film, in my opinion. It's two guys out in the lamb, you know, they're just making their way to their destination anywhere they can and it's it's a fun adventure it's uh it's a very interesting adventure i will say that
0: <laughs> there's definitely a lot of interesting moments throughout <laughs> so graham what were your initial thoughts i guess on the portrayal of disability
1: well i really liked the film i thought that the film showed genuine friendship um, not token friendship um where both both friends had something to uh to bring uh to the relationship you know um uh, uh, Zach brought um, uh, zach brought his his strength his contribution uh his his focus uh, and um, uh, and his buddy um, uh, brought skills as well uh, and it's opposed to the the genu- the general portrayal portrayal of people with disabilities as sort of helper or helpee I love the desire for self determination um, that lives in most of us with uh, with disabilities although it's often uh, held back by the community Um, I really enjoyed the right to take risks and uh, enjoy life and the character was really um, charismatic so I I really loved it
2: yeah yeah
0: me too I was a big fan. I um, I think one thing I would say is like a bit of a content warning for anyone who hasn't already watched it is the R word is used a fair bit throughout. Um, yep. Yep. And it was an interesting one, though, because often I really don't enjoy films where that word is used, but the way that it was used and the way that it was kind of unpacked and um, I guess used as a tool to demonstrate like the everyday ableism that people with disability do face in the real world was quite interesting and, um, I guess, meaningful, whereas it wasn't, you know, it was, it was explained quite well, whereas I feel like I've watched films before where the R word was used where I was like, I don't think this was explained well enough that this is not an acceptable mm. word to be using. Um, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, young children watching that film would would watch that and see the word used and be like, oh, this is not a good thing to be doing. There, there so. was a
1: really powerful scene towards the end of the movie between Shyla and... Um, Eleanor, who was the, um, well, I think became the love interest in the end, Uh, and um, uh, but but she was uh, Zach's social worker at the start, and um, I thought there was a very powerful scene where her desire to care was challenged by his desire, um, Shyla's desire to. uh, to support Zach in his quest for freedom and achievement, and yeah. uh, they both spoke very strongly in that scene, and I thought it very powerfully um, addressed that R word question that you're talking about, Jason.
0: Definitely, yeah. Steph, what were your
1: thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm agreeing with everything you guys are saying. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. It was, it was really refreshing to see a young man living with disability, in this case Down Syndrome or Trisomy 21, and he had, like, the story was his. It wasn't Mm. sort of about the world around him. It was his story, his journey. And he really had, I read a few articles leading up to our chat today, and they talked about how he had agency in the film, and he was the one that kicked off his journey. It wasn't like something happened to him. No, he made it happen. and. And that stayed with him throughout the entire journey um, with with this guy that he meets and befriends. And I I love what you said, Graham, about how you know I think something about a buddy film. It's it's two guys or two people learning from each other on a journey, mm. and that's exactly what you said, Graham. They it wasn't like Shia was just there to guide Zach on this journey. It wasn't like you know. It was it was a team. They were a team together. Yep. And they each had they their were. strengths. They each had their downfalls. Um. <laughs> so I I thought it was a really fresh perspective on a disability narrative. I haven't seen really anything much like it even since then. Yeah. I I have nothing much but praise for this film. I thought it was I thought it was quite genuinely um genuinely a nice film.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And obviously the genuine casting is mm. a massive win for us. Well, we even
2: always- did you see, um, so how the film came about, I, again, I read this um, in an article, was um, Zach wanted, he's been acting all his life and he wanted to be in a feature film and he came to, I don't know if they were friends before this or he met them somewhere but he came to the writer, directors of the film and was like, I want to be in a feature film. Do you want to, you know, you want to write something for me or you want to come on this journey with me? And the three of them teamed up, and this is the result. So again, even in real life, Zach himself really had that agency. He made he made his journey happen. So I thought that was really cool. And that authenticity, that that genuineness really came through in the film.
0: Yeah love that. And there was also like other representations of people, uh, people with disabilities. So there was the blind man who actually shot at them. <laughs> I've forgotten Which his I name. Yeah. But he uh, cracked yeah. me up massively. Like he <laughs> yep. was hilarious. And I um, almost for a second was like, Oh no, they're going to fall into a trap here. And, Turn this person into, I, I don't even know what they were going to do with that. Like, I thought they were going to play some trick on him and he was going to be mm. blind and he wasn't going to be able to see them and they were going to get away with his boat yeah. or something. But that also turned into like a really great moment. Like, he was a very valuable person in their journey and, and taught them a lot as well. So, um, I just loved all the interaction, I think, mm. between, you know, non disabled think- people and people with disability throughout. So it, yeah.
2: it was yeah. also, it was also good to see. I think you mentioned, you touched on this before, Jason, the risk that, that each of them took in the film. Like it wasn't a safe sort of thing. Like there is one shot comes back to me where Zach's shooting a gun and the back, like the backfire sort of like launches him backwards. And I'm like, you don't, you know, usually people with disabilities, again, are portrayed it, like as like these helpless individuals and, you know oh they could never do something they couldn't be capable of something like that but you see Zach just launch back and it was it was funny you were allowed to laugh at that and it, it, yep. it humanizes um, people with disability and people like Zach so the,
1: the scene that I talked about really emphasizes that point I just wanted to um, yeah agree with you because um, uh, because the scene where shyla and Eleanor have the argument, um mm. is all about the difference between her caring mm. uh, and Shiloh supporting Zach's um dignity of risk and and uh, and freedom to pursue his um his goal so so i think um what it does what that scene does is just um, demonstrates that difference um as i said between um eleanor wanting to uh, care for Zach and protect Zach and Shyla um, supporting Zach in his um, his quest for um, you know freedom and to achieve his his goal. And um, even when he meets with his hero um, or his the, the, the wrestling school uh, hero uh, Saltwater Redneck, uh, I love the name. I love all the South American or oh, you know Southern American stuff in the movie. It's awesome the accents and um, uh, the whole scenes. But um, even when he meets him, he's initially not sort of supportive of um training Zach, but he reassesses his um position. And it's so that's just another person in the movie um reassessing their view or their understanding of a person uh with a disability. And it's awesome to see those change journeys. I think um that really makes uh the movie even more valuable for me.
0: Yeah. And then like I guess Non-disabled audience members, in in terms of like watching the film, I I would hope that they sort of go on that similar change journey as well, which is yeah kind of the exciting yeah. part and the power, I guess, of media yep. and the whole point why we do this. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I know you spoke earlier about um some things you didn't love about it, and in terms of the accessibility of accessing, I guess a fully accessible version of the film. Did you want to touch on that?
1: Sure. Well, um. What I didn't love about it, and I I, I won't take points off the um, the movie for this because uh, oh maybe I will. I will when we get to our scoring. Um, but what I love what I didn't love about it was that I couldn't find an audio description um, of the movie, and so I watched the movie um, without audio description. Normally, I would try to. Um, uh, normally, I would try and watch a movie like that with someone else who could fill in the blanks um, in the movie and so I do have some blanks in the in the movie and I wanted to um, share that with you because from my perspective as a as a person who can 't see the screen, it just shows the criticality of uh, audio description mm. um, so there's one part in the movie, and i 've discovered this later where Shyla, um, uh wants to steal a boat from these two shrimp um, shrimp uh, fishers fishermen who are sort of portrayed as the bad guys. They're probably not really bad guys because um, you know he um, he causes some damage to their their business. Mm. And he um, and a fire occurs and there's about twelve thousand dollars worth of damage to the business. Now I don't know whether he actively lit that fire as a diversion, or whether he um, whether it was incidental or unfortunate. Um, and I still don't know that. And the, the most sad part for me is that um, after Zach goes to Saltwater Rednecks Training School, all three of them, uh, Eleanor, Zach, and Shyla, uh head on to Florida, where Shyla was um, planning to go anyway. And um, all you get is the conversation about them arriving in Florida. And then there's a country and western song that plays about um, a house that's like that's set up so it becomes a home. I don't know whether Zach and, um, sorry, whether Shiloh and Eleanor um, uh, formed a relationship. Um, I think they may have from some of the clues in the movie, but I don't know that for sure. And I don't know where Zach lived in Florida. Did he share the house with them? Um, that's the ending that you would expect, you know, the nice, the happy ending to the adventure. But nothing in the movie told me that. So, um, I just wanted to share that with both of you and the audience because that's a real demonstration of the criticality of um uh, of the audio description of a lot of the visuals that occurred um without any um, voice interaction to to give me the clues as to what was happening.
0: Mm. yeah, and like such a missed opportunity there like you've they've created this amazing portrayal of disability, yeah. but then, you know, the fact the industry isn't accessible enough to actually give you the full, I guess, the full experience is really the way you would say it. Like, you don't have yeah. that full experience of that film now because it's not giving you, I guess, the whole the whole picture, really. Um, and So you, you know.
1: guys have got to help me out. What happened at the end? Yeah, I'm so I was going to say, <laughs> for your sake,
0: uh, I believe it ends with them, like, driving off into the distance and um, Shia Buff's character sort of puts his hand on Eleanor's shoulder and then she puts yeah. her hand on his. So I guess I think it doesn't actually show oh, what so happens we don't know. really. We don't no, know. but yeah. I think okay. the um insinuation would be that they do go on and, and be a family. So and that yeah. there is a romantic romantic uh interest between Shia Bus character and, and Eleanor. So well,
1: I'm a romantic so I'm 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 prepared to <laughs> if it's not clear I'll I'll take that Jason. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we yeah. can all just use our imagination and be yeah. like happily ever yeah. after, I think. I think is the uh, yeah. intention. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think that's a really good um, sort of reflection on you know the disability community is we're so diverse in nature that just because you know these filmmakers and you know Zach himself you know have experience with one form of disability, means that, Mm. you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are across all kinds of accessibility. So, you know, it's such a great Mm. portrayal, but because they weren't across or they didn't go down the route of um, audio description, then part Mm. of the disability community, you know, ironically, cannot actually fully access this film. So I think that's something that is very, um, something, you know, that a lot of people don't realise with the disability community is, We don't know. I don't know the experience of someone who is vision impaired, just like someone who's vision impaired does not necessarily know the experience of someone who is a wheelchair user. So I think that's really important um, to sort of get more out there instead of lumping everyone together. You know, sure, there are some shared experiences, but more often than not, we are all very different individual people. (laughs)
0: Now, I think it might be time to give our scores out of five on the inclusive disability representation scale. Graham, did you want to kick us off? What did you give Peanut Butter Falcon
1: out of five? I love the IDR. You know, I'm really um, even more a fan of that than the podcast, if I if that's possible. Um, <laughs> but uh, I... Um, uh, I, I rated it highly because I love the movie um, and I, I rated it highly because uh, the actor was a person with a disability, so um, you don't have to mark it down for that, Jason, as you often do. Um, I took off half a point because, you know, the studio or, um, or the, the company making it available, I got it through um, Apple, but, you know, it's probably available in, in different forms, uh, didn't provide audio description, so I gave it four and a half out of five.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. Lovely. Steph.
2: Yeah. I, I thought this week was going to be a high week. I mean, which is good compared to last week. We needed a bit of a, a boost. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I so I've based all of my IDR scores off the the content within the story and the the authenticity in casting and all that kind of thing. So I'm actually gonna give it a five out of five. Um oh, which Sarah. is I think my possibly my that. first five. So Big moment. I think it is.
0: <laughs> I feel like you're normally like the harshest of us I, all. Is that true? I or maybe can, it's me. <laughs>
2: I can be. I feel like we take turns. We can play good cop yeah, cop sometimes. True. Yeah.
0: True. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll be honest, whereas I I think thank you, Graeme, for educating me on the lack of access in terms of, you know, on on the other end, I guess, of when you're actually trying to watch the film, that it's not fully accessible at this point in time, um, I would say that I would take off half a point for that. But otherwise, I was coming into this conversation um, fully intended on giving it a five out of five because I just absolutely love the way that disability is portrayed. It feels like like I feel like when I watch it, I can feel that people with disability had so much agency in actually mm. c- controlling the narrative, like it feels so genuine and fun and not like we are these people that are just going to break any opportunity that we have out in the real world. Um, So I think they did such a great job of Mm. showing those change journeys. I love that language. I've never heard that before. I'm going to use that all the time now. So thank you. She probably tried to coin that term already, Graham, but now it's mine.
1: I just and made I just it up loved, on the run, actually, Jason. So <laughs>
0: It's great. I'm using it. Thank you. Yeah, go and for it. It's yours. I love, like, they unpacked so many different stereotypes, oh, I feel, yeah. throughout yeah. as well, which yeah. is just mm. what we need. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just all in all as well. It was actually just, like, a really fun and interesting was, film to watch. It was like, really engaging. Yeah.
2: It was really enjoyable. I know, you mm. know, Zach's charisma just leaps off the screen, but he was surrounded by also, like, really interesting eccentric characters like it wasn't all yep. about Zach either so um yeah no it, yeah it's a really fun time people should go watch it
0: and I yeah, think that's also you like an important thing to bring up though is that like stories that are just like so like focused on the disability or the experience of disability can often come across as really tokenistic mm-hmm. and that's not what's happened here either so mm-hmm. yes if you haven't watched it You definitely need to go and watch it. Um, And I think on that note, we should uh, wrap up this week's episode on a very happy and high note, which is great. Um, But let us know what you thought of the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, Let us know if you've got any questions for Graham as well. Like I said, huge amount of knowledge and experience here that I feel like we need to be tapping into a lot more, which is great. Um, And yeah, you can find us on all of our social media pages if you basically just search reframed podcast you'll find us on twitter facebook and instagram we'd love to hear your idr scores for the peanut butter falcon and any thoughts you had or any kind of little bits of analyses that you might have thought of when you were watching along it's the whole point we're trying to turn you all into our little reframers as well um, and help keep this conversation about inclusive representation in uh, mainstream media alive Um, not just alive really, actually get it, get the flame caught on so that industry starts taking a bit more notice of people with disability the way that we want to be represented um, and helps create that change alongside us. Um, Lastly, I really just want to say a huge thank you as well to the Community Broadcasting Foundation who are helping to fund this series. Um, Obviously, such an important conversation to be had, so we're very grateful to them. Other than that, I think that's it. And thank you everyone as well at home for following along and we'll see you next time. Bye.